Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, traders. I hope you guys are excited as I am to get started another day right here on the number one morning show pre-market prep i hope you guys are excited we're going to get into tonight's uh, today's action we got a sea of red showing up a little bit here stock futures markets uh heading lower here into the open jerome powell today uh testifying don't miss that that's going to be at 9 30 we'll talk a little bit about that oil slumping a little bit um, of course uh, on biden talks we'll mention that and doj concerns in meta um, you know, groundbreaking settlement agreement. We'll talk, of course, on that. And Winnebago uh, earnings out. Revlon still getting a little bit of a push. Hmm. We'll we'll look into a little bit on Revlon. And of course, our guest today, Raggy Horner, managing director of futures at Simpler Trading. If you guys want to go ahead and smash up the like, I'll give you guys some love and get you the information you guys need to get your day started. Of course, I'm Money Mitch, and welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Hit the subscribe button. Let's get some subscribers today. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Traders, let's go. Let's bring on my man Joel Conan, Triple D, Dennis Dick. How you guys doing this morning? And welcome to it. Let's get ah, we're doing okay. Easy come, easy go. Uh, the Bears are in control the day the Bulls had control Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Bears come fighting back. We're down 51 and a quarter handles, 37 16 and a quarter. We've been leaking from the open and then had a little flush uh, about four or five a.m. A uh, crude tanking down 555 at 103.97. Gold up a buck, 18.40. Silver in the red by 31 cents, 21.46. Bitcoin, another dip under 20K. That was bought, but we're still down 375 at 24.85. And Ethereum futures back over a thousand, down $29 though at 10.9350. Triple D. Stop. Can you think of the worst possible time for Jerome Powell to be speaking? <laughs> what is the worst Who possible schedules time? schedules Jerome Powell to speak at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on the button? Let's just have him speak right when liquidity is at its lowest point, and that is when the market's open. 9.30 Eastern, we get the opening tick, and liquidity is at its lowest point, and that's when you get the wild gyrations. Let's throw some Fed speak right into that. Idiots. Idiots to have him start speaking at 9.30 Eastern. But, I mean, hopefully he's delayed a few minutes. 
Maybe he doesn't get into the meet until like 9.45, 9.50. You know he has to trade the open, Dennis. <laughs> why have him speak at 9.30 on the button? Insanity, man. Nobody has yeah. ever traded a stock that scheduled that meeting. I will tell you that. So whatever. You like say? volatility? You like volatility? Traders like volatility. Let's go. Let's do it. What's he oh, going to say? Sure. I mean, what, what can he say that we don't Same stuff. Have? Gonna say, let's see. They're gonna keep attacking inflation. They gotta mm-hmm. wait till they get a tick before they start, you know, laying off here. So, I mean, we know we know what they're waiting for. We need the CPI data to start coming. Yeah. So know. you know, as people say, it does. It's still busy out there. There's still lots going on. So there hasn't been a hell of a lot of demand destruction yet. It will happen. It's it's been wealth destruction, which is anticipating the demand destruction, but it hasn't happened yet. Just ask Winnebago. I mean. Yeah. Their earnings blew it away. We, we, can, go, we can go to that, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's let's just be... we'll bring it back because it's a nice segue into just you know what talking about the past and talking about the future, and we're right at the crossroads here. But I mean, you've got orders; people were still buying that stuff, probably filling their orders, sales last quarter. But I just think going forward here, it isn't going to be nearly as easy. But give us the earnings for WGO. Let's do it. Uh, we remember uh, in 2020 just how uh, important uh, Winnebago was. Uh, let's talk about the EPS now, though. Q3 adjusted EPS here, $4.13, beating the $2.96 estimate. Yes, that was a pretty good beat there. Sales beating at $1.46 billion of a $1.2 billion estimate. Uh, but it, it looks like it was... I don't know. I, I would expect a little bit more of a bounce there in that EPS. So it's not probably a future outlook. What do you guys I think? think? You've, and I don't know if they've said anything yet. They probably haven't had the conference call yet. The earnings just came out an hour ago. Usually the conference calls come around 830. But, you know, if they give any guidance at all, they probably won't. They just, you know, they could pull a Lennar, which is exactly what they did and said, well, if we gave guidance, we'd be guessing. You know, you know why they're not giving guidance? Because they know it's going to be bad. I mean, people are going to slow down their home building, and they're not yeah. buying Winnebago's going forward. So oh, you can man. say, wow, what a, you know, look how much money they make. This is your classic value trap. Demand destruction will occur for WGO. Gas prices through the roof. You should see the boat prices. Boats, Winnebago's, same thing. The boat prices are just dropping around me. I'm in like the whole boating area. There are boat prices. The one person was asking 95 for this rinker, 95,000. Then they dropped it to 85. Then they yeah. dropped it to 75. This on Kijiji I'm watching cuz I was like this is a nice boat. Yeah. This dropped it to 50,000. Oh, go go 40. They literally bit. just cut it in two and a half months. They cut the price in half on that used boat. Go 40 bit. Now, obviously they want out. But there is just <laughs> Joel so and many I want boats. in. <laughs> I don't even know if you need to. There's so many boats available. There's not the, the gas prices. Winnebago sucks the gas too. There will be epic demand destruction. That's the now, truth, right? <laughs> that that's the truth, man. So that's I mean, you truth. talk about all this the the sectors, you know, that could get hit in recession. Nothing's going to get hit harder than Winnebago. These are Winnebago. Like, that's worse than the automotives. So they're killing it. They're making a lot of money. You do any valuation, you're like, this stock is dirt cheap. But those earnings you're seeing right now are not going to be next year's earnings. I'm saying that right now. Well, I think you just brought up a good one to kind of keep on watch with this also is I would watch Malibu Boats, M-B-U-U. Ooh, that's Um, a good one. Just because it. uh, it's kind of included in kind of really in this sector. It's recreational what is the vehicle. What's the symbol? M-B-U-U. 
So 1.1 billion uh, capitalization. They make boats. There you uh, go. MBU. <laughs> Let's see what that Dennis. Let me see before this. How, what kind of volume this traded? Uh, this well, first thing. of all, Dennis it trades a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah it's not the worst. You won't be. Yeah. Um, so Dennis, for for this for the guy that's go 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 forty bid. You know, on that boat. On that boat. And, and, then, and, then, that boat. and then he'll turn around and, like, you hit the bed. And if you're in your pit, you'll be like, I'm selling it a half. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I'm not bid. I'm offered. But here's my theory on Winnebago. Um, people can't afford their houses anymore. And they're selling their houses. And they're buying Winnebago's to ha. live in. So that's a thing. Don't find the bull thesis in I'll find I like the it. Bull Thinking outside the box. I like what that. a pop. I mean, what was this stock doing up over 4850? I mean, come on. If yeah. anybody in this pre-market prep bought this at 4875, it's the algos, you just might as well Joel. stop lifting. And I don't How want you listening to my traders, show. Yeah. These algo traders, a lot of these algo traders, not virtue, not citadel. They're geniuses. But the other algo traders, there's a lot of them out there that have no idea what they're doing. Oh, the earnings beat, we buy. Yeah, the APS beat, right? Off of uh, it's like a dollar and and four, 16 cent beat there. I'm sure they the algos <laughs> jumped all over that. Um, but uh, Money in this Mitch, environment, it's just we're in this environment where yeah. there are still algorithms written out there that were you know for two years ago or last year in bull markets. A lot of these algorithms need to be adjusted, and that's who's buying it. They see the beat, and they just automatically buy, and that killed it for a long time. But now, maybe it's still working because there's obviously you no know, some beats that the stocks will continue to hire. But this one's logic wins. I mean, and again, same thing with Kellogg yesterday. I mean, we got this oh, absolutely yeah. right. You know, the stock was trading seventy three in the pre market. I think it was seventy two by the time we got on the show, and you know, absolutely correct. There's no way. That, that was going to hold the gains, and it couldn't even hold it for a day. I'm like, I think I look back this, you know, in a, in a couple put weeks, in the it'll be down. Now, no, it can't even article. hold it for one day. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to say something cool on the conference call. The earnings were great. Winnebago, victim of what they're going to be. They're not even a victim yet, but they're going to be a victim of what we're going into. That's yeah. my prediction. So that's why I'm not buying the WGO value trap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just definitely. uh, uh well, uh, we sp- more time on Winnebago than any other news uh, uh outlet. Uh, forget about 4875. Uh, holding this is on the 15 minute holding 4630. How long will that last? I don't know. I'll look at the top yesterday. Oh, it's already filling the gap. The top first, you got to reset it Friday at uh, yesterday's high 4705. So I'll give you that level, man. You got to get back above forty-seven oh five. That's yesterday's high. See if you can mount a rally. Bring it back to the markets. Bring it back to Powell. Bring it back to oil. Bring it back to everything that everybody's crowded into, including the short Revlon. Crowded trades getting nailed here. If you shorted, never short a bankrupt stock. One. Should we go to it? Where do you want to go? <laughs> let's go to uh, let's do oil talk uh, with with Biden okay. here. I think this is an important talk to get into. It's definitely a, a watch out there as we did see kind of oil bounce back yesterday, but today oil slumping a little bit here. Uh, oil slumps as Biden set to cut fuel costs for drivers. U.S. President Joe Biden on Wednesday will call on Congress to pass a three month suspension of federal gas tax to help combat record. Uh, 
prices. According to a senior uh, administration official, the president will call on states to temporarily suspend state fuel taxes, which often are actually higher than the Fed rates. And the official says that he will change. He will also challenge major oil companies to come to to a meeting uh, with his energy secretary later this week with ideas on how to bring back idled refinery capacity. Um, so they're oil slumping on this news. Demand destruction coming for this industry as well. Don't kid yourself that oil will get hit as well if we go into a recession. With that being said, great points. Obviously, uh, yesterday by Stephanie Link on her show, um, you know, the break even's a hell of a lot lower. These stocks are still printing money up here. So even if oil yeah. comes in, these stocks are still printing money. So I do think, you know, if you get a pullback significantly enough, that there's some trades here. So if I was looking at buying on the pullbacks, and I'm buying nothing on pullbacks, but if I was, um, I'd look at the, the, the low from two days ago. So looking at Friday's lows on all these oil stocks. ExxonMobil, too, interesting because they got that, you know, the David Faber ExxonMobil special coming up tonight. You're yeah, getting the pullback see. here. Yeah. I think I think you'll have people. So if you're looking at what to buy today as day traders, I do think some of this this oil dip might get bought today. So if I was, you know, and I am a trader, um, just for trades, I think I'd be buying the dip on the oil stocks. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get that though for like the Exxon. No, Bowl. you're not getting all the way back down. No, like, you're not. What's fifty percent of the of the two day move? 85, uh, 65 oh, there you go. to like 92 and a half, seven bucks. Take off the three and a half. Oh, you're below it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. slightly I, below it. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday's low, 88.52. It's kind of holding there, ExxonMobil. Yeah, give it a little wiggle ratio. room. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a little, you know, a little wiggle room there. Yeah, I, I, think I wouldn't so. mind that. I mean, but it, it's something like if, if you're looking at it on, on a day trade, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, pick an uncle point, right? Because you don't want to write it down to 85, 80, you know, down to the low of the move. Uncle Another trick that you can employ on this one, too, is, you know, hands off on the open when Powell's speaking. You know, let's <laughs> say they blast it to like, I bet you there's some decent bids at 88, right? You know, institutional bids. Maybe they they, they do a little flush and they take out the low and then they come back up through the open. And then whatever that initial low is, like let's say you open 88.50, you flush to 88.10, then yeah. you come back up through the open, then you got a reference point and you can lean on that that 15 minute, you know, whatever, 10, 5, 10, 15 minute low. That's one possible way to play it. Because uh, that, I mean, crude is down five. Plus also you could blink and crude could be at like 106 and a half, 107, you know, a two buck rally. change in a hurry. Yeah. Yep, so that's what I'm looking at. I like the little chart you did there, though, that ExxonMobil just doing. So on the top right, we're looking at here. I think yesterday's low. I do think the dip today gets bought in oil stocks. I think there's some people who saw yesterday's rally and think this is a second chance. So I'm so inclined to buy the dip here on oil. Not not putting it in the long-term account, but I think as trades, I think there's an opportunity. Could be wrong. CVX, you might get a look at half, right? What was that? That was... um, uh, one uh, one forty. We could call it the like a ten point move. So half of that, you're below that level too. And also, when you get these kind of formations, right? Like people are thinking, like, why why did I buy this at one forty eight, one forty seven, one forty six? Right from Thursday, they never even had a chance at it with the way they moved the spoos on Sunday and Monday. So um, maybe not people like bringing in, you know, trying necessarily to get long. 
But after you see that thing move 10, 11 points off the off the low, they're thinking, man, I, <laughs> if it goes back down to 149 again, I think I'm going to buy a little bit, you know, in case the low of the moves in. So that's what that's what I'm looking at in the oils. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be uh, too many uh, long road trips. Uh, I did see comments in the chat telling uh, Joel and I to go visit Dennis, but I was like, man, that's going to be expensive. Man. Yeah, go buy your Winnebago. There you go. I Drive wanted to go take out. that boat for Dennis. We'd split it, man. Go 50-50, but yeah, uh, we could do that. We can we go, that. go on the road? On boats. The only we thing is, go- you gotta you gotta drive it down to Florida sometimes oh, so I could use it. I gotta go all the way down to Florida, take it through the St. Lawrence, and that'll be interesting. So I'm not into that. I don't know. You have to could you imagine though if we did go on the road, like if we souped up a Winnebago? Hell and, yeah, like, we let's went, do it. We went to all these different cities. Pre-market prep all over the side. Yeah. Road trip. Around the U.S. Have concerts and everything. And like, I mean, we would like, like Rome used to do that. Um, Let's do it. Let's you know, do it. I, oh, I oh. like that idea. Dennis cut out there. I hope everything's okay. Nope. I sneezed, invaders. Joel. I sneezed. Do you want me to sneeze on you? I'm sick of you. No. Me. You've coughed on me about seven times. I'm making everybody on the show sick right now. <laughs> it's utterly amazing. I was sick two weeks ago. And slowly getting better, slowly getting better. And now the last two days, I'm getting worse. So I've either got another cold, which would be, I think, the seventh cold of the season. Or um, I'm somewhat, for some reason, just getting worse. So I don't know what's going on, but I've Uh, definitely got a cold kicking. I'll tell you, there's actually a company that's very like you right now, Dennis. We're going to go ahead and transition in here. We'll go to Meta. Meta's the same way. I feel like it's just sick. Got a cold. Can't stop. Has a cold. Can't get rid of it. I think you're right. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. Um, Justice Department secures groundbreaking settlement agreement with meta platforms formerly known as Facebook to resolve allegations of a discriminatory advertising. So a settlement agreement resolving the allegations here um, has engaged in discriminatory uh, advertising in violations of the fair housing act. And so under the settlement, meta will stop using the advertising tool uh, known as the special ad audience tool that according to department complaints relies on discriminatory algorithm. Uh, Meta will also develop a new system to address racial and other disparities caused by the use of personalization algorithms in its ad delivery system for housing ads. Um, One of the things that is mentioned here also is that the system will be subject to the DOJ's approval and court oversight. So um, I don't think that's what you wanted to hear if you were a Meta investor. I think there's more. I think there's more bad news out there, Dennis. Don't you? I mean, wow, they don't. They invested, went full into a business, and they said it's not even going to make them money till like 2030. I mean, yeah. as soon as they said that, you had to sell the stock. I got a yeah. small piece of my kid's RESP. Sorry, I guess I'll never go to university. Um, that's, <laughs> in Canada, that's the at least not on that one. I'll be, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. No worries. Joel's leaving us. Uh, the stock's the- making new lows. You got to go. If you're in it for trade, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this has just been an epic disaster. Value is cheap, but it's been a value trap. I don't know. We'll hear from Zuckerberg on Kramer tonight. He's being featured. He can actually, it's just got advertised. So I guess yeah. they heard us talking about it. They threw the ad up there on CNBC. Um, so let's see what he says. But, you know, it, it could important. get a little left into that interview. You often do see relative strength into a big Kramer interview like that. But, man, value trap. This has been an epic disaster. 
you know, one of the stocks, and, um, and I'll go ahead and I'll share my screen here so you guys can see that chart. Is well, I'll let I'll let Joel cover Meta, but one of the charts that's really interesting to me now is Snap. Um, how is Snap going to react to this? How are the different social platforms going to react to this? Because whenever I see DOJ being mentioned anywhere, I don't only take a look at that stock. I take a look at the industry overall to see if others are going to start getting hit upon this. A uh, recent uh, kind of example on this was a DOJ mentions with MasterCard and Visa with cryptocurrencies. And then really shortly after that, we got destroyed. But let's go ahead. Let's look at my man swimming in the metaverse. Joel oh, yeah. Conan. Nice. Yeah. My Father's Day present right here, this. baby. Is that Can metaverse stuff? I'm going to be swimming in the metaverse. Come on. Yes. yes. Is that for real? These are their form swim goggles, okay? I got them for Father's Day. And can you see the control there? Okay? It's going to take me a couple of weeks to figure it out. You. I see uh, you. But prescribe workouts, stroke analysis, um, heartbeat rate, everything. Prescribed workouts. I'm loving this. Everything. In the metaverse? Yeah, I'm going to be swimming in the metaverse. What do you need goggles for if you're swimming no, in the metaverse? I the you metaverse water is going to be with eyes. me in the pool. Smash the light, guys. Where are these Don't in the pool, Dennis? Oh, they go into the pool. Well, that's not the metaverse. That's the pool. But the metaverse is going to be giving me workouts. Just don't get electrocuted, please. No, yeah. I need you, my friend. Yeah, and, electronics uh, and water. It doesn't mix. Well. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure no, these are this. good. The only thing about this is I can't throw them to hook them on the lane lines. You know, or the backstroke. Someone lines. said I knew Joel was an alien. There it is, man. I, I am Joel, in the metaverse. I got Dana's going to have to help me figure out how to work them. But, uh, anyways, Did you get those my, from Elon? It's my Father's Day present. Oh, there you go. What a gift. What a gift, right? Wow. You got really you got some really good stuff. There you go, man. You exciting, exciting. Metaverse. There, uh... So exciting. What'd you get so for Father's Day? Everything in the metaverse. What did you um, get? Some macaroni, that's you know. That's a good question. Just throw me on a paper. the bus here because I've already forgotten. <laughs> I got some uh, nice cards for my kids. There was there a present go. in there. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I'm so sick right now. I can't Im I'm trying to just function by putting two words together. You're trying to make me remember three days ago. This is the homemade art, right, Dennis? So the macaroni just Oh yeah, the kids do some wonderful art. They do some nice cards. <laughs> they do a nice job. So I got did get a nice gift too. Honestly, I hope my wife's not listening because I don't remember right now. And my head is clouded. So I don't remember, but I'm sure it was good. It wasn't metaverse goggles though. Try that. So I, I want to know when uh, Joel really beats uh, the Phelps numbers. I, that's what I want to see. Uh, I want to see my man taking on Phelps. Uh, not quite, but I'm, I'm I'll be aging up to the sixty to sixty four category. So I'm gonna hey, be, uh, taking a couple of years. Over. I gotta start over. training now. Beat those old guys. But anyway, sorry <laughs> about that, guys. We were talking about Facebook. You are below the April low. <laughs> you are coming that up on bad. the April low. If you want to level. 150.83, that was your April low for for uh, meta platforms. Don't change your name, man. Don't change your symbol. Don't change Square your name. Square to block, disaster. Facebook to meta, disaster. There you go. Joel, write the algorithm for that one. As soon as you got an established company changing their name, stock implodes. Yep, I'm with you there, man. Change your name. That's stupid. Yeah. Facebook to block or square to block was dumb. Everybody's going to call it block forever. I still call Google Alpha or Alphabet Google. Everybody does. Stop changing your names on these established companies. You've did brand marketing for so long. You just throw all that away. And now you got a new name. 
Meta, I don't even know what the hell it is. I honestly don't even know what the hell Meta Platforms is. It's not Facebook. I, 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 I have no idea what it is, to be honest with I think you. the advertising. I don't think they know the even what it is. They just thought Meta's cool a year ago. Let's change your name to Meta. That was a dumb idea. I hope well, Kramer asked him that tonight, why he changed his name, because that was a dumb idea. At least Next. my thinking, yeah, my thinking there would just be as simple as uh, they saw this probably heading into the direction that you're seeing now, with the DOJ stepping in on all these algorithms for advertising. Um, if we look back, we saw Apple changing policies. We saw Google changing policies. So I think a little part of that, they saw their own business kind of getting uh, destroyed underneath them. So they did everything possible to kind of like my man Joel likes to talk about, the financial engineer, uh, the company, and in a way they could still seem attractive to investors. That was the metaverse, but I Not think they attractive. were definitely early. And if you look, the products that they've been coming out with, that they're saying they're coming out with, they just canceled two of those products. So I think, it, at least in my eyes, I think we need some new products. I think we actually need something to tell me, hey, we're going into know. the metaverse. And until we get that, Story ain't changing, guys. I the opposite of attractive. Mm -hmm. Advertising, spend. definitely. Uh, advertising and advertising, yeah, hasn't been going down. It hasn't been pointing toward the upside. Um, let's continue here with the Wall Street's bet stock. Um, I'm gonna call it that because it seems sure. like they got the attention of Wall Street bet and Reddit. Let's go to Revlon here as stock soars 65% on buyout rumors. Retail investor interest. I'm seeing a lot of interest out there on Wall Street bets. Um, and this isn't this isn't a new rumor. This was out uh, a little while ago. And um, the big thing here, I think, is that uh, uh, Wall Street Bets is claiming high short interest here on this name. So they're going after it. Who knows where this can stop? And I think this is definitely something to keep on mind and take like a kind of learning lesson. I'll let Dennis kind of pitch that. Two rules. Don't short stocks under five bucks. Nothing ever good happens. Second why? thing, why, why? Just really quickly for the they new investor out when there. Small, when they're small, low float and they're low price, Risk they can reward. just explode so easy I, on you. Yeah, I, I, I like rarely, that. I'm always, I, if you are doing, got to have a tight leash. You're shorting stocks under five bucks, you got to have a tight leash. Remember, that's you got why there's a reason why it's not, they're not marginable under five dollars. Five dollars to the profit, unlimited risk to the upside. Yeah, so go. I think that's the important thing to remember here is that is the five dollars worth the unlimited risk. And I think and that's the one second thing, thing is we've seen this again and again and again. Bankrupt stocks don't go straight to zero. They do funny things. They get money managers coming in. It's bankrupt. I'm going to short it two bucks and just collect the $2. It is not that simple. They just simply don't go down. Obviously, there was some rumors that this might have a buyer for it. That was what kickstarted it. Now Wall Street Bets is running with it. Now you're in a full-on short squeeze. This stuff is just I stay away from it. It starts mentioning Revel or it starts mentioned on Wall Street bets. I just stay away. And then when the dust settles, does the stock go lower? Very, very, very likely. Where it stops, who knows? Maybe this thing hits ten bucks. I would think logical stopping spot might be ten bucks. I'm not saying it's going there. I'm not gonna no buy idea. it at eight and go for ten. They pull the rug on this thing that's six, five. This is just throw your money on red or black at the at the roulette wheel, and that's what this is. Just pure gambling. I'm out. Yeah, I'll relate a company that I've called similar to this. And um, there's a reason why I don't go shorting it. And that's SDC, Smile Direct Club. I think it's a very similar company. A dollar. That I don't what do you think that's a dollar? 
What now is it is. Shortest now it is. It's. Fuck? I mean, I, I mean, I've been talking about this since like ten or fifteen. But to me, I didn't even short it either because I just didn't think. I mean, the risk to reward was that big here. Um, but very similar stock, high short interest flow. Who knows? Eventually, maybe you hear something about this. But yeah, these are kind of stories stocks that yeah you might have the story right downside action but that doesn't mean that it's also always a great trade just want to kind of mention that high risk man yeah this high risk really for sure. high risk when again these dollar stocks are high risk it's bouncing sdc around the block i mean I okay, it, 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 could, it could get hot something could happen but it could also not and i think when the dust settles a lot of these companies are probably going bankrupt I mean, stocks go from 15 to a dollar. A lot of times they do eventually go to zero, but the path to get there is not simple. So I'm out, man, on anything trading these dollar stocks. You know me. I don't trade this. Yeah, stuff. I, don't. I trade wow. mega caps. I trade predictable stuff, stuff that's working, you know, with the market, stuff that's got relationships. SDC is related to nothing. You know, like if, like, like I'm, I've made my career. On understanding, you know, that airlines move opposite to oil, which, you know, right now everything correlations are one. But just understanding the relationships. A stock like Revlon, a stock like SDC is related to nothing. There's no like, oh, I'll hedge it with this. No, there's nothing. There's no hedging on any of this stuff. So that's why I just stay away. I feel like relationship-based trading is the most consistent trading out there. I stick with that. Wow, this thing never even had a shot um, at the IPO. I mean, just from way back then. SDC? Yeah. I Where mean, did it, that IPO? I don't even know. An IPO. Did 20, 20 bucks? Yeah. It's straight been... down since birth. Everyone, everyone wanted to hit me on this company, but I was like, dude, like, I mean. We're leaking here. Uh, we are, we're, we're, we're going back towards the lows of the session here. Uh, the, between the uh, this 8 o'clock turn uh, was a turn yeah, for the worst here. It's not so, fun. Um, now, interesting, you know, we can argue. No, we're not going to argue, but it, like an inside day, like the spider doesn't, you know, it does not have an inside. It, it just already violated the low. Uh, the S&P, now nah, that's a different story. We'd have to drop another 40 handles in order to get to the true low from yesterday that was actually made on Sunday night. That was, I even put that on my sheet, 61.50. Ugly, man. It's an ugly tape, continues to be an ugly tape. Um, but with that being said, let's take it back to the overall market talk. You did have that snapback rally. You will have people coming and buying the dip today. So, you know, as a trade, I think I probably would be, I wouldn't be selling in the hole here. Again, like I tweeted yesterday. Yeah, how can you do that? You got to yeah. use opportunities like the rallies. You're selling reps and buying dips. They're still doing that. That's the core strategy, like, you know, waving, waving, oh, waving. Never buying the rep, never selling the dip. So today, probably a net buyer of stocks for the, because of the simple reason you're coming in. I think it sets up well. I think you got Powell talking. Maybe he tries He's to gonna like, say something good. Maybe he tries to say something to calm the market's fears and maybe we blast off. I think it actually sets up well for the bulls today. So long term, I think we still go lower. Short term, I do think that this day as a day trader, I think I'm a buyer of stock this morning. Can I can I uh, one of the um uh one of his comments will be um right now we're not seeing any weakening in the economy. Um, right now, the economy still looks strong to us. Something like that. And everyone will be like, ah, gotta buy, gotta buy, gotta buy. <laughs> something like that. Who knows? And then he'll say, but inflation is still out of control. And then they'll sell, 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 something like that. Uh, but we are leaking towards the low of the session. Powell's supposed to 
um, speak at 9.30. We, we, uh, we talked about that uh, at the top of the show. 9.30, folks. I don't know. They might introduce them now and have a drink of water, but uh, look for the comments after 9.30. All right, uh, let's talk about a, a catalyst that hit yesterday. Uh, we can take a look at MGNI. I think it's going to be on investors' radar with Netflix and Google mentions. Uh, talk about ad partner for Netflix at the festival has quickly settled on Google. Uh, considered a, a logical ch- choice, but ad tech firm Magnite has emerged as a key potential supplier uh, on the supply side partner with AdAge noted. Um, so it looks like Netflix and Google are trying to do a, a little bit of a partnership here, including MG&I. Um, a lot of this oh, has to do They forgot with... to tell MG&I traders because it hasn't even moved. So I, it I moved yesterday. It was yesterday. Headline. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was. You, you oh, mg This pop? is yesterday's news. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just bringing it back. Just bringing us some news that uh, I think we should touch today at least. Which uh, which is MGNI is too small for us, Joel. I okay, think this I won't is talk about it. Small, we'll it but if you want to talk Netflix, Google, we'll always talk Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's really what I was bringing it with. I was yeah, just sure. calling the, the, the smaller stock that was mentioned with it. I bought uh, some Netflix and wife's uh, RSP account. She's probably not loving it. I'm downing it. I bought some more. I'm downing it. Never frown average down while I'm frowning because it's down probably on my average down price too. The double bottom, I'm going to say this. The growthy nosebleed price names and netflix is not one of those anymore but it was at one time did not make new lows from may 12th so we know arkk bringing it up may 12th which we tweeted out that day it has not breached that low you're putting in a hard hard bottom in arkk you're putting in a hard hard bottom in like fastly do you see that 10 on fastly jewel fsly took it out 950 back may 12th would not go through 10 this time I think these stocks are buys on pullbacks. Not long-term. Nothing is long-term here, folks. But short-term, I think you can lean on the 10 on Fastly. I think on ARKK, you're leaning on the recent low of the move, which is 35.65. I think Unity Software. I think a lot of these, I'm actually looking at these names. People are looking at oil to buy on the pullbacks. I'm looking at those beaten-down growth names that just got so oversold and they didn't make new lows on the move. I like the fact that they did not make new lows Relative on the move. Relative strength, yep. Netflix did not make a new low on the move, too. So looking at the relative strength in the Kathy names, Kathy, we've hated on you a long time. Right now, short term, kind of like you. Right now, short term, I think there's an opportunity in the beaten down growth names. On today's pullback, I would actually be looking at those names as the potential buying opportunity. Yeah, the big thing uh, I also wanted to mention with Netflix there is uh, Stifle had put out uh, Scott Devitt put out a report yesterday on on Netflix, and he talked about in there that he is watching here how they attack the international emerging markets where Netflix has yet to make a serious dent. He says there's a way to address the issue by adding advertising supporting subscription tier, something Netflix now plans on implementing so that they could get to more subscribers in the international markets. Um, That's another reason why they're being mentioned with this advertising with Google. All right, let's go ahead. Let's transition. Let's get to our guest here. Let's go ahead. Of course, we got none other than Raggy Horner in the back. Give me a thumbs on up if you're ready. She's always ready, but don't got to question that. Let's go ahead. Let's do it here, guys. Uh, let me get the banner here up. It was the first one there. Managing Director of, of Futures at Simpler Trading, Raggy Horner. Welcome back to the show. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what you're seeing out there in the action. 
Great to see you all. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Well, here we are. Last time uh, last time we had John, um, markets were quite a bit higher. Uh, we were talking about inflation and the Fed actions. And I, I know you're really excited about uh, Mr. Powell speaking at 930 today. That should make things easy for you. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, let's just talk about, you know, the three quarters hike. The street kind of begged for it. Um, I don't it goes up on it. And then gives it all back the next day. So it's just hard to interpret where where you think uh, the Fed is. And let's just start with the future course of interest rates. All right. So if we take a look at the Fed fund futures, and great to see you, Joel. Blue is definitely your color. Look at that. Got the blue shark, got the blue hey, background. That's true. I love that's it. True. I love it. It's a, co- it's a color of calm. And that's exactly what we need in this market right now. Because we take a look at the Fed fund futures. If you look at the July expectations, there's another three quarters of a point coming. Now, what's really cool about what Fed fund futures are telling us, and and by the way, you don't need to look at Fed fund futures. I think a lot of you probably do, but the CME has this very cool site. Yep. If you Google uh, countdown to FOMC, you'll get their graphical representation of what is expected at each meeting. So what I'm looking at right now is pretty much what's been projected since March which is where our dot plots are heading, where the three quarters of a point hike for the for the July meeting is pretty much baked in. I think 98% plus expectation. You go out into, and, and that's it. Yeah. And you go out into September and it just continues to be this very, very aggressive approach. And the question is why don't they see what's happening in the stock market? Yeah, of course. But we know CPI, PCE, they've been in Fuego, and non-farm payroll and GDP have been really stable. That gives the Fed the green light. They see yeah. Fed fund futures. They know what people are expecting. They are not going to not take advantage of this, this path that we as traders and investors have accepted. They've got to jump now because, heck, we got to cut later. So right now, let's be you know tolerant of the chop. I've been mostly day trading. And then come next year, you know, have that cash on the sidelines because I'm very optimistic when I look out 10 or 12 months. So All 10 right, or uh, 12, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mitch. No, no, you're okay. Uh, I, no, one of the things that I've been seeing and I kind of noted this also, and I kind of agree with what you're stating a little bit here on um, the extreme, right? And, and maybe going extreme into one side because they do got to come back towards the middle, right? And that's one thing that I've pointed at, at least from what I've seen in my uh, kind of years of investing now, is that I've always seen the Fed try to play a little bit of extreme. At first, it was a, a lot of quantitative easing. And now we're seeing the complete opposite, a lot of quantitative tightening. And so is this kind of what you're seeing, Raggy? You know, look, if we think about the clowns at the circus, they've got to puff the balloon up, but then they pop them too. That's the same thing with the FOMC chuckleheads. So, yeah, I'm with you. They create every bubble, and then they have to go fix the bubble that they've created. So, look, I'm not a Fed hater. I'm not a Fed lover. I just know it moves the market. If there's 
a number one macroeconomic uh, catalyst, it's always them, right? So uh, I think as neutral as I can be, and, and that's exactly what your comments are. Look, we just accept what it is and we trade what we see or we invest in what we see. And I'm with you 100%. So I'm not here to, I don't want to necessarily say, look at what they've done wrong and inflation wasn't transitory. There's, there's no there's no trade in that, right? There's no trade in yeah. front running the Fed. We saw bond traders and equity traders try to do that in May. Eh, big mistake, right? To be front running <laughs> Fed shift and policy so early in a tightening cycle. So, you know, all I can say is trade what you see, shorten the time frame if need be. And that's where my, my mindset's at. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, criticize, you know, the current administration and they they criticize, you know, Paul, uh, you know, for the policies and everything. But uh, if does anybody remember, you know, 2020, I mean, there, there was a very unusual situation, right? Something that hasn't happened in a century. And, you know, we needed it to come out of it. We needed liquidity. Now, you know, did they overdo it a little bit? Maybe. But, I mean, as far as I look at it, you know, it would, they had to re react to very unusual circumstances. And now we're kind of poking our head out, you know, coming out of the sand on this. And now we're, you know, we're dealing with a, a, a geopolitical situation with Russia, which no one talks about. No one, it seems like it's hardly in, you know, in the news. And so, I mean, I think the combination of those two things, I mean, makes it, you know, uh, the policy very difficult, you know, moving forward. Um, you mentioned, you know, the short term, uh, you know, the short term trading and the analysis. Is there any sectors that, you know, you feel, you know, maybe can bottom a little bit ahead of some of the others? So if we just go back to good old fashioned sector rotation, I just don't see it. If, if I, I use a Ferris wheel analogy, I'm looking for the outperformers at the top of the range. No, I love the introduction. I love it. It's, <laughs> it makes me feel the drama of the moment. <laughs> I love it. So if I'm looking at the top of the, the top of the heap in terms of sectors and the bottom, you know, we're not seeing communications or cloud or, or the, the likes of tan or semis rolling up while we're seeing profit taking say in energies or things like that. I'm not seeing any rotation. I'm just seeing broad based. We want to buy things or broad based. We don't want to be in stocks. And, and that's very tricky right now because I would expect in this environment, XLP staples, XLU utilities would find a little love and there's just no love for those defensives right now. When you think about the way in which say the NASDAQ, XLK, XLC, XLY are behaving. And I think it's a little too soon, but this is where I think the patients will pay off, where if we focus on, say, weekly timeframes, and that's where my life is at. I'm either on a five-minute time frame right now, or I'm on a weekly because the dailies are kicking my butt. So I'll go out and say, all right, what is my wish list? Where are those 200 exponentials on the weekly? Am I seeing patterns of support form around them? Or are they just flat out in downtrends, which tell me, hey, let's wait. And I think if longer term from a portfolio or positioning standpoint, I can just accept I am not going to pick the bottom, but we will see a transition. I think the thing that's keeping traders being a little too aggressive is they're remembering the 2019 and 2020 V bottoms, right? We know when in 2018 to 2019, point. they yeah. shifted the monetary policy in a dime in 2020. 
I mean, for crying out loud, the Federal Reserve empowered the the Treasury's uh, special purchase vehicle to buy HYG and JNK. You know, so we have the Treasury buying stocks. Uh, so again, V bottom. I don't, in technically or even in the way that they're projecting monetary policy and the way that Fed fund futures are very well aligned, we're going to have a normal bottoming process. I don't think we're going to get blindsided by a V bottom. So I think it makes sense to be patient. Everybody's so scared. It's such a great point, right? Such a great point. And this is what everybody's so scared of missing the bottom. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And they're getting killed because of that. I mean, they're literally getting, you know, like, okay, they think they got it. And then, you know, heaven forbid anybody takes a loss. I mean, this is the way, you know, that so many people operate, especially newer traders. I can't take a loss. Right. Then they're like stuck. And then it starts leaking and leaking and leaking. And it's not like you get slammed. It's like this slow leak, this death by a thousand cuts. And the reason like we V bottom in March is because we went straight down and we went straight back up. It was an event. It was like, a, you know, the pandemic. We thought the world was ending. Oh, no, it's not ending. Let's come right back. This is completely different, completely different circumstances. So I love the point you're making. How do you approach it then, Raggy? Like, how do you approach these markets as an investor? Take the trading cap off as an investor. We do see that stocks have gotten cheaper, but how do you approach it so that you don't get burned? So the first thing I'm going to look for are little signs of the equity markets looking at the U.S. dollar, Fed fund futures, and bonds. So I'm looking at those corners of the market right now saying, all right, is the dollar going to level off or is it still very much in an uptrend? I still think we're in an uptrend. Our bond yields, whether you look at TNX or whether you say look at IEF or TLT for the 10-year and the 30-year, uh, are those still heading lower? I believe they're still very much heading lower. So until we see signs in some of the most basic places, dollar and, and, and treasuries, until those are leveling out, we're still discounting what the Federal Reserve is, is planning for, for much of this year. The next place I'll start to look is, are we finally seeing any kind of rotation? Again, still we're not seeing it. So I don't know that we're suddenly going to be able to notice that XLP and XLU strength is, is leveling off and favoring more risk appetite in, in more, you know, in tech. We're not going to see that sign. So that's going to be probably quite different because we're not getting that rotation. So I think bonds and dollar are the first place to keep an eye on. And then in the meanwhile, as we wait for uh, the Federal Reserve to complete, the only way I can see that we could even project where the wind down could occur is looking at that CME FedWatch tool. It makes it so simple, a beautiful graphical representation of Hey, when are we going to start to ease from 75 point hikes to 50 to 25 to maybe a couple Fed fund futures contracts where it stabilizes? So we can see that ahead of time. We can see what's being discounted. That's my plan. All right. I want, let's see those hands, Raggy. I want, I want to see those hands for a second. Hold those hands up. They're, uh -oh. You still got those diamond hands in Bitcoin? Oh, I do. There it I is. do. I, you know, I, I, I was ready. And, and this is where, you know, this is where I always say I'm playing a long, long game. That was a lucky 10K put to work in 2016. So, uh, you know, to, to your Are you buying about, the dip? Are you buying the dip? I did buy some. I did, I did buy a little okay, bit. Okay. I did. I bought some Ethereum. I bought a little bit of um, Bitcoin too. Not a lot. Not a lot. Don't okay. want to ruin that uh, <clears throat> triple. Oh, don't you hate that? 
when you average up and then you're like, oh my God, my cost basis is just crushed. <laughs> you know yeah. what's so funny, Joel? I think everything you guys are saying about what we're doing in terms of being patient as equity traders, look, do I want to buy Bitcoin at 60, 70, 40? No, this is when it's on sale. So the same way Bitcoin would be on sale, if you're a believer in that narrative, is the same patience I think we need to deploy with the weekly timeframes with stonks, right? It's the same thing. So yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't say the same way I'm shopping for Amazon or the same way I'm shopping with an XLC or Meta is the same way I'd be patient with the pullbacks in Bitcoin. But what's so sad is my phone and probably your phone too rings off the hook when Bitcoin's at 63,000 and yet it's crickets and tumbleweeds at 23,000 or 20,000, right? Like this is when people should be asking me, is this the time to get in? Not three times as much. So I love the patience that you all are teaching everybody. Wait for stuff to go on sale. I'm a child of the 70s. Wait for that blue light to start spinning in the middle of the store. It's going to serve us well. I think uh, I, I love what you're saying there. A lot of patience, a lot of patience on both sides. So where we could talk about the market, but also you're talking here, cryptocurrency. And uh, is there any levels that you're looking at for like kind of certain levels to hit so that you can start adding in? I know I've been looking at the 10,000 uh, range because I just kind of just took a simple retracement from the last time we went from like 20,000 to like 3,500. Um, is there an, any level that you're looking for a nice retracement level? You know, I think what hurts me the most is just where my cost basis is, because as I've told you guys before, I got very lucky, you know, being in Forex, this digital Forex came along. And, and like I said, I've, I've got a cost basis that's way south of here. So I'm very, very choosy. When you mentioned 10, you know, I'm with you. Uh, the number that I have written down on a, on a sticky note is um, 9,200. Boom. Not that we're going to go there, but again... That's yeah, that blue exactly. light special in the middle of the store. We're saying, all right, if this is a, if this is an opportunity, the other one, by the way, which I was watching was uh 27, right? That's where that weekly uh, exponential kicked in. So I was watching 27 to see if there was any volume build up to see if there was any shift in the narrative. There wasn't. And I'll do the same thing at 9,200. So I like your 10 figure a lot. Yeah. It's something to keep on watch. You know, one of the things is no one's going to know, but I think it's important to kind of have an area. And I like how you have your area. You got your little sticky note. I do that all the time. I think that's such a, uh, a definitely plus. So you guys take notes on that. Definitely have yourself uh, some little notes uh, on your desk to keep things in mind, especially because there's always so much action going on. Um, now, one of the things that we've been starting to see is the demand destruction in commodities, right? And uh, is this what you're continuing to see on out there now? Whatever happened in April when there was an unceremonious dump of corn, wheat, I mean, a lot, your DBA, Archer, Daniel Midland, they just all got punched in the mouth. And, and I still, to this point in time, I can't put my finger on the why of that sudden shift. But nonetheless, money flowed out. I accept it. You know, we say, hey, okay, more selling pressure than buying support. And we move on. I mean, everything isn't a murder, she wrote mystery. I think a lot of traders and investors would do well saying, I don't know why, but we can see the, the, the catalyst from a calendar standpoint, it really hasn't come back. The only place that I'm still somewhat optimistic for uh, upside is Natty Gas, crude oil, Arbob gasoline. So, uh, you know, your UNG, your USO, your UGA, uh, I'm still keeping an eye on those. Right now, obviously very volatile, lots of headlines. 
Uh, not macroeconomically, though. Lots of just headlines about, you know, things that are either legislatively on the back burner or Russia and Saudis. You know, Russia made a very strange comment last week. We are committed to OPEC long term. Well, duh, you're the plus in OPEC plus for crying out loud. But these things move the market. You know, Novak starts running his mouth off and all of a sudden we've got to respond to, are they not committed? Are they committed? To me, that's noise. If I can stick with the, the broader trend that's in place, uh, which I believe it is, if there's better traction in those three commodities, then I can start to open up to FCG, XOP, XLE. And, that, and I'm still somewhat optimistic, but boy, it's been a it's been a rough ride popping that Dramamine and keeping from getting seasick on this volatility. That's how it is out there. Uh, definitely, uh, you might need to take your motion sickness pills out there with this market. Uh, but appreciate you coming on like always, Ragnar Horner. Uh, and one of the things that I wanted to kind of mention is how much love you're getting in the chat right now. Lots of mentions in the chat. They're definitely loving you, telling you they're a total badass out there. Um, and one of the things that I want to mention here is if you guys want to catch some more action, because they asked, did she got a YouTube channel also? Yeah, so I got you guys. What I'm going to give you guys right now is Simpler Trading's uh, channel. So definitely go ahead and hit the subscribe button there. And she also does the charts and coffee. So check that out. That's from Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. to 9.20 a.m. Eastern. Go check out Ragni, and we'll definitely have you back. Thank you for always coming on and giving us some great insight. Hey, thank you guys for being some voices of calm and tactical, practical strategies in a world full of so much noise and BS. I am always just, I love hanging out with you all. And I'm just, I respect so much what you do for the retail trader and investor. It's just a great thing you all do. And, and again, much respect. Much love. We'll definitely have you back and appreciate it. Let's keep the love fest going here. No, thank you, Raggy. It's it's great because our our weakness is is really like the foreign currency market. And the, I mean, we follow it, and it's really yeah, a big don't part of the close. market. And yeah. and to have someone mm -hmm. with your knowledge that because we don't obviously we don't know everything, but that you know just bringing that angle and that approach, uh, it really rounds out. And uh, yeah. you know, I I say I'm going to get you on again sooner, and I'm I'm going to start. I'm going to make me a sticky note right now. And I'm going to say, get Raggy back on again soon because you're a fantastic guest. You're moving up in the top five. I just want you to know. <laughs> we are, we're definitely doing great. And you can see the chat still even a lot of reactions there. Uh, definitely showing some love. Let's go. What ahead. are you Let's... buying out there, Triple D? We're, what we're, what got, are we looking at? A little bit of a rally. I think I'd like to be long into the Powell comments. So I would I'll not want to be short. I would not <laughs> want to be short at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't want to be short. I, would not. I definitely nope. don't want to be short uh, going in, but. I kind of feel like I want to be long in the Powell comments. A bit of gambling. He could say something the market doesn't like and we could roll over. It's always a little bit of a coin flip, but yeah. I feel like we've sold off. Yeah. You know, ahead of it. They're nervous ahead of it. I feel like it's not going to be that bad. So I'm a buyer of this dip today. As and much as I was a seller of the rip yesterday, which I absolutely was, I tweeted it out yesterday. I said it was a good day to sell stocks. It was absolutely a good day to sell stocks. I think this morning is a better day to buy stocks. So buying dips, selling reps until further notice. Yeah, but that is it wasn't a good idea at the open. Believe me, I can testify to that. I mean, selling they stocks. I mean, it was there was no and I think that's what added to the momentum yesterday. Everyone was like, Oh, we're a hundred points off that low from from Friday. This is this is ridiculous. We're going right back down. And I think people plowed in early on the short side. 
and then they just got their face. There was no resistance. Yeah, in the I'll give you that. I think, I think that happened. So later I think that's in the day, more the yeah. reason why we could rally today is that you have those people who plowed in at the open yesterday saying, thank you very much. Give me my out and I'll take it. I think this sets up well as a buy the dip opportunity. Again, we don't know anything. Nobody's got a crystal ball. Just feeling, feeling the market. I feel like we should be buying stocks today. Not long term. Short term. Definitely something that I'm going to be watching for. Do we get a little bit of that push up there? Um, I don't know if I'll be as brave as you right out the gates, uh, but we'll definitely be talking about it on, on live trading. We'll see what comments we get out of Powell, of course. is going to be uh, testifying at 9.30. I do want to go ahead and mention that again. Uh, that's exactly where it's going to be. If you guys want to go towards the government website here, you guys can find a link to watch it live. That's on the federalreserve.gov. Um, so check that out. That's where I always get the information just straight from the Federal Reserve government site. Um, and there you guys see it, 9.30 today. And just to give you the insight, tomorrow will be at 10 a.m. So I don't, I don't know why one was at 9.30, one was at 10. But hey, I don't determine it. All I do is I watch and wait to react to see what happens in the markets. All right, uh, 8.57. Could we maybe maybe sneak a, a, a sure. chart in here? Sure. What, what do you guys, let's see, you guys throw up some uh, stocks you guys want us to cover really quickly. Something Maybe good, something good. Yeah, let, let's see. Let's see what you guys have for us. Um, one area that we did see get really uh, kind of a bounce back was Tesla yesterday. Let's go ahead. Let's do oh, a yeah, quick look we at Tesla. On that, one. Um, that one definitely Fits a bounce. the same bell. It's yeah. the same bell. And this is that the stocks that did not breach their May lows. Here's another one. Did not breach its May low. Those are the setups that I actually like right now. So look at your charts. Look at those May lows. If the stock held its May lows recently, because we know SPY did not. This has kind of been a value wreck. This has been not a growth wreck. So the recent sell-off, the 11% sell-off in the last few weeks, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's a Kathy sell-off. No, it was a value sell-off. It was a Warren Buffett sell-off. It was like low PE value trap sell-off. This was not a growth tech sell-off. The growth tech sell-off happened in May. And those stocks have not breached those bottoms. And those stocks are the ones I'm actually looking to buy on pullbacks. Tesla is that growthy tech. So with the nosebleed valuation, still in the ARKK. As long as it's holding those lows, 620. As long as it's holding, we you know we don't know. It might go, it might, you know, but as long as it's holding, I think you're a buyer pullbacks on those stocks. Again, that would be my out as those may lows. Now, this one's a long ways off of it now because of yesterday's rally. So there may be better setups, but you know, I've said Unity. I don't have any of these stocks. I'm freely talking about them fastly, but I'm looking at them today and thinking if I get a little pullback here this morning into this, these are the ones that I might try for short-term trades. All right. I, do, I don't ha- I don't have a feel on Tesla today at all. Yeah, I mean, I that, mean that'd be pretty yeah. hard there. I mean, we, we'd be definitely uh, shooting fish in a barrel there. Well, if if you really wanted, you know, the, the pre-market low, I think if you're buying, you got to, I mean, you should have, if you wanted to buy Tesla, you should have got up at four in the morning, you know, and bought it because that pre-market slow in, you've had steady buyers. If I was long it, I'd like to see what happens at the close, you know, a little bit of resistance there. Um, and then yesterday's high, but don't have a great feel from the buy side. Spoos are now back at that 8 a.m. close, right? Uh, right here at 1550. Mm-hmm. So we just had a nice 10 point rally uh, coming in uh, just about to the open. Uh, someone Maybe, uh, asked about CCL. I know there it's you a go. Let's sneak stock. one in there. My, my man, double Joe bottom. 
yeah, double bottom. You got a low to lean on here. Man, um, I don't like that chart at all. So way different, way different than you look at those growth tech names. These are the value traps right now. This, you know, not that they're making money, but you know, yeah. they think so. <laughs> but 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 this is ground zero fuel costs. People, you know, high end stuff. I mean, going on a, a carnival cruise is going to cost your family 10, 12 grand. I mean, and sometimes, you know, I know they can do them for five, six, but then you get on there and the booze bill and all the other stuff. And by the end of the day, you know, yeah, you're a lot up. of money. This is stuff that's ground zero for if we're going into a recession. You know, your Unity software, you're doing different things. That's not ground zero. I mean, this stuff is ground zero. So this is the kind of stuff that I don't want to own right now. And it's making new lows on the move. I mean, the stock just went from 14 to nine. You're like, Oh, it's so cheap. Well, you know what? It's cheap for a reason. And that's because there's a lot of demand destruction going to happen in this industry. And they are still, I don't think they're, they're, they're the ships are sailing, but they're still burning cash here. And that's a concern. Nope. A lot of long-term debt, $29.88 billion on uh, the financials there. So that's a lot of debt there. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap it on up, guys. It was a great show for us. We covered a lot here, but like always, you guys can stay with Joel on Pre-Market Prep Plus uh, as you go ahead and cover some tickers on there. Any missed guests a on lot today? today? We missed a lot today. Uh, yeah, going to have um, Alicia Reese. It's Wednesdays with Wedbush, and she's going to talk media and entertainment. So um, I guess uh, if there's any apes out there, uh, they can come out and uh, hear and talk about uh, AMC and whether there's some uh, buying opportunities in that sector. So, hey, uh, Mitch, I'll check in with you later on. Triple D, go get them. And uh, everyone have a great day. Boom, boom. We'll keep it going here. Uh, we'll get Joel on out of here. I'll let him go get and get to pre-market prep plus. So go ahead and check that out, guys. Do me the favor, guys. Looks like we have 1,500 people in here. We are not even getting 50% of you guys to give us the opinion if you guys liked or not liked the show. This is where it's important, guys. That's why we ask you guys for the like. It's the feedback. We need it from you guys, so do us the favor. Right now, take a second if you haven't, and just choose like or dislike. If you don't like the show, hey, let us know what, how to improve it. But I'll tell you one thing. We definitely appreciate you guys giving us the feedback, and it helps us continue to grow and stay on every single day live uh, for free. But up next, guys, uh, coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll get into it in the List Makers Show. want to go ahead and tell you guys a little bit about the List Makers Show. Don't miss out, guys. We're going to have some great – we're going to talk eSports. This one's all on eSports. We have Zunaid leading and Michael leading. I'll be stepping out in trying to do an interview with Ann Han from Super League Gaming. That's going to be coming up later. Uh, this will be starting at 11, but we got a lot here that we'll talk about, all about eSports. So if you guys are looking to dive on in today's list maker. You guys are in at the right spot right here on Benzinga. Up next, we'll get into some live trading action. After that, we'll get into the list makers. You guys stick around. We got an action-packed day for you right here on Benzinga. Like always, hit the subscribe down below if you guys want to be notified the moment we go live to get you guys the informational edge on out there. Let's go. Let's go, guys. It's time to sound the alarm and get towards the guys on live trading. So I'll see you guys all over there. And like always, do me the favor. Support us. Let everybody know that pre-market prep is the number one show that you guys get the information in the morning to get to your trading on action. Let's go.
Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.